All right, we're the guys from the South Side. It's it's Gregory, it's Devin, it's Jake. Uh, this is episode zero. Uh, this is just an episode where we want you guys to know a little bit about us, feel a little snippet about who we are, um, what we want to talk about. Um, we're all raised in South Side Virginia. Uh, we're all from Danville, Virginia. Uh, we all grew up playing sports and whatnot. So we kind of want to do something local, um, do something for for all our friends and families and people who aren't talked about as much. Uh, you don't really talk hear about much about the South Side of Virginia too much. Um, kind of like the Jack, the, the beach area, Northern Virginia and whatnot. Um, but you know, currently I'm in Jacksonville. De- uh, Jake's in what Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Devin's yeah. he's in between what Chapel Hill and uh, Danville, so you know a little bit probably more probably more the me- the most about the uh, the lay of the land back home. But um, we talk most mostly about sports. We're all about sports, I guess. Um, college basketball, college football, uh, MLB, hockey, NFL. We want to talk about all of it. Um, but we want to definitely talk about our local our local teams. You know, Virginia Tech, UVA, uh, Liberty, Wake Forest. Um, you know, Devin's a huge UNC fan, went to UNC, uh, and Jake's our, our Duke man. So, um, but me personally, I'm a Gators fan. So you'll hear some Gators stuff here and there. Um, but we want to talk about everything, talk about college, talk about pros, uh, talk about, uh, even high school, um, at times. So, um, currently the high schools are still waiting, I think, to get something going, but, uh, we're in full swing with college and pros. So that would be our most, mostly our, uh, talking points throughout this, uh, this podcast, but we want to kind of have a podcast about what maybe probably every week, but thinking we're looking at every Tuesday. Um, you know, we want to have interviews. We want to have um, interactions with our fans. We want to do do everything like a normal podcast that you would expect. So uh, with a local flavor to it, um, you guys got anything? Yeah, I'll say uh, Southside Virginia. That's it's an area that has produced. A, a great wealth of talent and you know you you got pro guys from here you know nobody nobody really talks about it but uh yeah we're glad that we can shine some light on the area yeah Jake. well to devin's point most of the guys you have come out of there um are, are guys that were not in most cases not highly recruited not really sought after mm-hmm. they were the diamonds in the rough yeah. Whether that whether that be a Warren Martin that was recruited by Dean Smith, or whether that be a Johnny Newman who was found by Richmond, you know you have a lot of guys that are just not heard of. Yeah. So take some that's, resident uh, resident historian and uh, he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> Our trivia guy. Yeah, and uh, you know me and Devin, we're brothers. Jake. Um, our best friend who was at our house every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> Always eating a bag of chips. Football <laughs> Always had our chips. We all know each other. And we're going to have some other people on the podcast, too. We're going to have, you know, you know Mike P for baseball. Probably my dad. My dad wants to get involved, so we'll have some things, too. But, you know, we're, we're trying to have different people, guys from, the, guys from the south side on here. So we're trying to get a bunch of different interviews going. I think we're in some talks right now. So we'll try to bring you guys some good, uh, good content. Um, but our, probably our reoccurring segment we're going to have in every podcast is, uh, what you sipping on tonight, Devin, what you got? A classic, got a little light, a go-to. <laughs> That's your go-to. I thought you were like a, uh, like a Guinness fan or just that's all you have in the, in the, uh, fridge right now. When I'm feeling fancy and okay. also, also when, uh, when I just have a little light in the fridge. So Jake, what you sipping on? Right now it's just a Coke. So. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Jake's keeping a PG over there. <laughs> you don't know if there's anything mixed in with the Coke or not. Oh, see, yeah. See. I got, I got my uh, Michelob Ultra, um, low calories, low carbs. All right. That's the only reason I'm doing it. It's not. It's better than White Claw and all those seltzers. So, um, I still have some kind of fanliness to myself, but, um, yeah. Um. All right, let's get into it. So, yesterday we had the uh, conference championships. Uh, Mike Gators took on Bama. Um, I think I talked to Devin early in the week. I had said something like, 
what did I say, like 65 to like 30 Bama. Um, I just, being a Gators fan, I know our defense, I know we have a good offense. Our defense is horrid. And that showed last night in the first half. Well, it was 35 to 17 at halftime. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, Florida made some costly mistakes in that first half with penalties. Yep, penalties. Uh, we had that fumble play. I can't really blame us on that one. We got trading that oh, wrecked. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, he got clocked on that play. That that's all over Twitter and Instagram right now. Yeah, it's not something you want to want to have to happen to yourself in uh, your career. That's an Alabama receiver, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> how their defense hits. No, it was uh, Mechie. Mechie, okay, all right, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I personally, I did not expect a fifty. Was it fifty-two forty-six? What it was fifty-two yeah. forty-six yeah. game. Um, I expected Alabama to have fifty-two, but. I didn't think we'll get the ball back enough to, um, to score forty six points. We we're very, very, very efficient. I think we scored. Um, I wouldn't say in every every drive, but we scored on most of our drives. So I was really, really happy to see them come back in the second half and put together. And we had a chance at the end, but uh, clock management by Mullen and some and just D not getting off the field cost us in the end. But um, that was a great game. Um, I know I was locked into that one. But we have some other ones too, um, Jake. You you watched the with the Iowa State game and uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma. Well, you know Oklahoma got a really good start in that game. Uh, they moved the ball well, and you know, quite frankly, Iowa State couldn't move the ball at first. It was weird. Oklahoma's defense is actually making stops, which is very unusual for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, now in the second half, Iowa State made a game of it. Yeah. Uh, and had they not gotten themselves into a hole, I think it would have been a different story. Yeah, I watched that one too because I mean they had the fans there. It was loud. It was a nice atmosphere. So, you know, with mm. COVID, you're trying to find something with like that seems normal. So that seemed like a normal game. Um, Devin, tell us about was it what Clemson and uh, Notre Dame? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That uh, Trevor Lawrence. I know Jake's high on him. Jake Jake still thinks he's going to win the Heisman. That's that's not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> uh, I see that. But Trevor Lawrence was the star of the night, and and. That was night and day from what we saw in South Bend earlier in the season. And yeah. yeah well, I mean, they, you think it was all Trevor Lawrence? You think it was, um, did they have multiple guys missing in that first game? Or I can't remember what, I know Lawrence I, was there. They, they, had, remember. they had three starters missing on their defense in the first time they played. Dang. I know Scalzi was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them. I can't remember who the other one was, but um, that, and they didn't shoot themselves in the foot the first game. ETN and several others. ETN had two costly turnovers in the first game. They were not look. If you think you're going to be going to beat Dabo twice in one year, you've lost your mind. Yeah. You're not going to. Yeah. And that's why I said the whole week. A lot of people were high on Notre Dame. I said you're not beating Dabo twice in one year. Not a chance. And Clemson's not going to beat themselves again. Yeah. They're just not going to. I mean, yeah, you got Trevor Lawrence back. They got those defensive stars back. ETN's not going to turn the ball over. Um. Clemson, they were who we expected them to be. Yeah. Um, and Notre Dame's a good team, but they just were not – they're not at Clemson's level. They're, they are not at Clemson and Alabama's level yet. And we there's more to that I want to talk about later um, when we get to the, the bowl games and the playoffs. So, um, who else? So there was Ohio State and Northwestern. Um, I watched a little bit of that game. Um, I was surprised. I thought Ohio State would blow them out. Northwestern hung in there. Um it's hard to tell if, it was, if Northwestern was just playing that well or Ohio State was just hasn't played that many games. They, they have a few guys out, so it's kind of hard to tell what was going on there. I do think that Ohio State is a really good team. Um, it's just a tough situation with them playing six games. You know, it's like you yeah. kind of want to say, hey, you haven't played enough games, but then again, like they probably wanted to play more games and you know, it just happened because of COVID. So it's kind of hard to you know, talk about what happened there. But did y'all watch that game as well? Northwestern, I think, is better than I think people give them credit for. There's nothing flashy about that team. There's not. There's nothing flashy, and that's the way Pat Pat Fitzgerald is. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to manage the clock. They're going to be tough on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to play smart football, and they did that. I mean, honestly, they. I mean, that game. They were in that game one possession going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They're they're a well coached team. And so I'm not surprised. I mean, they, they were ranked 14th. They weren't a pushover team. It's not like, you know, a Pac-12 championship where you needed the next guy up. But 
you had somebody that was legitimately there. So uh, I, I wasn't too surprised by that. Uh, and you know, you know, some teams, or I guess a lot of teams, don't hit their stride until what week nine, week ten in the season. I don't know yeah. how we expect any sort of yeah. consistency out of this Ohio State team. Yeah, I mean, they've only played six games, and, and you know, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the playoff. Right? But, uh, gotcha. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch much of that game because I was stuck on Florida, Alabama. But <laughs> I think um, most of America was. <laughs> that, do, y'all, do y'all want to have anything on that one? I didn't see. I, I know Cincinnati won, but I think it was closer than what they what everyone expected. I think Tulsa hung hung around with them and stuff. It took right. a last second field goal. That's that's all I really, oh, really? know about the game. Yeah, yeah it, they wanted the gun, but and there weren't as many yeah. points. I, I was expecting that game to be in the forties. Yeah, I was expecting there to be a lot of points in that game. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be twenty seven to twenty four, but. Uh, now and I will say that Cincinnati Cincinnati is a good team. They're they're a legitimately good team. And um, if you're Michigan, I think you need to give Luke Fickle a call because I, I think he can coach. Oh, you're already pre- predicting that uh, Michigan will let go of uh, Harbaugh. I don't know anybody that thinks Harbaugh will stick around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I mean, who who thinks that they're going to want him to stick around for another year? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati they have a great defense. I know they've uh, held some teams to some. Low scoring games. So it'll be interesting to see what they do um, a couple weeks from here. Um, Texas AM, they roughed up Tennessee. What was it like 31 to 13 or something like that last time I saw? So <laughs> it was close in the beginning. I was hoping for kind of like an upset, but um, it's Tennessee. So I mean, they're not really good at anything they do anymore. So um, I think what, what did Florida win? Like 14 straight over Tennessee or something like that? You know? <laughs> um, so we can all hate on Tennessee. You know, I don't think anybody likes Tennessee at all. No. Um, I think, is there any, any other good games yesterday? I, can't, I don't remember the beginning. Well, Friday night you had the Pac-12 championship. You had USC go. and Oregon. I, I watched a good bit of that game. Um, in all honesty, you know, USC turned the ball over early and got behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Still made a game of it. Um, you know, or, you know, and again, you know, look, Oregon was three and two going into that game. They haven't played many games. <laughs> And USC, USC, I, I think Clay Helton saved his job for another year or two this year. But um, you know, in actuality, I think Oregon probably would have hit their stride. I think they probably would have ended up around nine and three this year. I think they would end up being, you know, having a good yeah. year. But we're just never going to know. Yeah. Um, but it really, that that game was very even. But USC just got themselves in trouble early on. Slovis threw a couple of early interceptions, and that ultimately is what made the difference. Yeah. Who else? There was a. I didn't watch any of the um, the MAC championship. I know Ball State beat Buffalo in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Conference USA Championship, UAB oh, beat Marshall. Marshall. That's right. And, and I got to tell you right now, I think the fact that Bill Clark is not getting a serious look at some of these major jobs is yeah, it is I, crazy to me. I think he's an excellent coach. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, um, Napier from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, um, yeah. I think. I mean, if you're Auburn and you're in the same state as UAB, <laughs> why not look at you know Clark for head coach? I don't know. He's he, yeah. He, he's not. He's not a household name. And quite honestly, you know, and we can probably talk about some of these coaching openings. But look, Auburn Malzahn was sixty-eight and thirty-three there. Yeah, yeah. He didn't do a bad job there, and it, that still wasn't good enough. Yeah. You gotta remember, you're you're gonna have to try to out recruit Nick Saban. Yeah, and he had and a decent Orson. record, a yeah. decent record against Saban too. Thing, Saban. Yeah, he won. He won. I think a couple three games ago. I think he's like three and four against them. I mean, he didn't he didn't do bad against Saban. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter. It was like it was something crazy. It was like all the coaches that have been in the SEC since Saban <laughs> got to Alabama, and it was just a ridiculous amount of like coaches who been there and got fired and left. I mean, it's hard. Saban and Bama are just so good. I don't think you can live up to those expectations. You can't expect your coach or your team to be that good. And they're just a different animal. It's just sad. They've created a a monopoly. Well, the only only team that right now can rival that is Clemson. Mm -hmm. Clemson can rival that, but that's that's it. Not not even Ohio State can rival it right now. I mean, LSU got that last year, but they they just had the right group of guys to do it. I mean, they had everybody there. Um, let's see, let's talk about these, uh, about these playoffs and whatnot. So 
All right, so your top ten was uh, they came out with Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, five, we had Texas A&M, six, Oklahoma, seven, Florida, eight, Cincinnati, nine, Georgia, ten, Iowa State. What's your reactions? I, I don't I don't disagree with any of the rankings. I think that they yeah. were probably – I think they were probably about right. Um, and, and, Greg, I hate to say this, the only thing that I thought was odd – was after Florida lost to LSU, they didn't drop at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to admit that was weird. Now, had they, now the fact that they played well against the number one team and didn't drop, yeah. I didn't have issue with that. I thought that you know that's I'm not going to say a good oh, loss, I but I definitely agree. But there was no no reason for them to drop. LSU, however, made me wonder. Yeah, I um, thought they would be like around ten or eleven after the LSU loss, but I I guess they wanted to keep them make it a better game than what it, what it was going to be. I mean, it, it turned out to be a really great game. So, um, Devin, do you agree with this? Agree with the top 10? You know, really, huh. there's no, first of all, there's no love for Cincinnati whatsoever. I don't know what you have to do if you're mm-hmm. Cincinnati. You played your schedule. You played a full schedule. You know, what do you have to do to be, I mean, Florida's got three losses, one to a really bad LSU team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I, I, I mean, I'm just saying, and then, uh, you know, Oklahoma, they won their conference championship, but you know, yeah. Cincinnati, I mean, what do you have to do? Also, you know, Ohio State, no way they should have been three. There's no way. They should have been four, but I, the committee just, I guess, didn't Would you have rearranged that? Would you have I, would I you mean, have as three? Just for viewing purposes, <laughs> I probably would, would have selected <laughs> Ohio State <laughs> as three and Notre Dame four like they did, but uh, clearly – I think Ohio State should have been the number four team. I mean, do you think that Texas A&M should have been? I think so. Three, four, five are kind of where I'm kind of questioning. Is like nothing got blown out by Clemson. I think Clemson could have actually put up more points and made it worse. <laughs> uh, maybe no, and Texas A&M could have slipped in, slipped in there. Uh, maybe at three and had Ohio State at four. That way, we don't get the get the Bama Texas A&M rematch. Um, Thoughts on that? You think you guys you guys disagree? I, I would have to disagree. A and M. I I don't I don't think A and M is a, a great football team to be honest with you. I don't think Kellen Mond is a great quarterback. You know, I just think they have a competent defense. I mean, their defense is good, but you know, they're a fumble away from being what, nine and two right now or ten and two. I mean, they, Florida. Yeah, I had a chance to beat them. That's true, and they probably should have. Florida was up double digits in that game in the second half. I want to say so. Yeah, but I don't have a big issue with the rankings. I mean, I I have no problem with the way they ranked them because it would make no sense to put you know Clemson at Notre Dame three and rematch them with Clemson again. It would have made no sense to do that. Oh, I meant like have Iowa State or have Texas A M three and avoid that rematch. Um. You know, I, I don't. I, I agree with Devin to a certain extent. I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Texas A and M is better than Notre Dame. Yeah. I don't. I think they're pretty even, but I think Notre Dame is a little bit better team. I and I don't. I, I I don't think A and M has a better team than Ohio State. I think A and M is a really good team. Now, I I don't think their offense is as bad as we make it out to be. It's just Jimbo Fisher is a little bit more old school compared to some of these other offenses. Um, he is somebody that does like to run the ball a little bit. It's a little bit more of an old-school pro style. So there's nothing flashy about his offense. Now, their defense is solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they weren't blowing teams out. They, they weren't putting a hurting on teams like you were seeing Alabama do or Clemson do. The A&M just didn't do that. But they took care of business for the exception of one game against Alabama. So – I really don't disagree with the rankings too much. I mean, what 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 was Cincinnati? Were they were they? I think seven. Uh, eight. Florida was seven. Cincinnati eight. You could argue Cincinnati should be ahead of Florida. I mean, I, I don't. I think the highest you could probably put Cincinnati though is right behind Texas A and M at six. I, I think that's yeah. about the best. I think that's about the best you could have done for them. Uh, I I don't think that they were better than Texas A and M. Do you think Coastal um, should have been top ten? And for not Iowa State, no. <laughs> Um, you know that that's that's hard to say. Um, and the only reason I say that because coastal, and it's not their fault. 
because this year they really did they scheduling was almost impossible this year for small conference teams because all the big conferences were playing conference only schedules for the most part, for exception of the ACC to get one non-conference game in there, and they weren't going to schedule anybody hard. So, um, it, it's it's hard to say. I, I guess they really didn't get a chance to prove themselves. Um, I, I would I would have liked to have seen them play a couple non-conference games against a, a Carolina or a, or Miami or you know somebody uh, of of that caliber or schedule something to the SEC like like a Georgia you know let, let's see how they do but uh, obviously we didn't have a chance to see that so I I mean you can make the case for it but I can't say it's wrong for having Iowa State ahead of them I can't say it's wrong. All right, so we have what, – what year is this for the college football playoff? Is this like year five or six or something? What is six. Year six? I, six sounds right, yeah. Do you like the playoff yeah. or are you for bringing back the BCS? What do you think needs to happen? Because a lot of people are not agreeing what's going on here. You know, I'll say wasn't the reason that the playoff was put into place was because of Boise State? I mean – like I thought it was for the little guy to get into, you know, have a chance to play for the championship. I don't know if we'll ever see a, a group of five team in the, in the playoff. I just don't know. I mean, unless we get just a team who's a powerhouse and happens to play a really good non-conference schedule, but I feel like you're going to get playoffs like this every year where they, they try to find games that are going to be the most viewed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jake? Well, they put the system in place so that way a team like a Boise State wouldn't be relegated to the Las Vegas Bowl. They could go play possibly in the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl, but not necessarily go play for a national championship. And the purpose of this was because for years and years, you were only picking between two teams, Mm -hmm. whereas every year there were usually three or four teams you could say legitimately could win a national championship. That was really the reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't remember who I told then. May, may have been one of you guys that when this started, I'm like, it's not a silver bullet. It's not as if this will eliminate all conversation. I mean, this year you would say logically you probably need a playoff of five teams to include A and M. Yeah, I mean, not doable, but you, you just never know year in and year out. So it, this was never an end all. It, it never was. Uh, so. Uh, again, it, it does kind of help out the Boise States in a way because you're not relegated to non-BCS bowls or not or non-power bowls. I mean, you, you got a chance. I mean, like Cincinnati, they they they're locked in. I mean, they're they're playing yeah. what I believe in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. Yeah. So they're playing they're playing in a good bowl game, and uh, you know, and since then, you know, I think Boise State in there. They they play in the Fiesta Bowl. You had. Uh, Western Michigan getting the Cotton Bowl one year. So Mm -hmm. it it has served the little guy well in in comparison to what was previously in place. Yeah. But it's it's not an end-all, and I don't think it was designed to be an end-all. Let me ask you this. Do y'all like – or let me ask if this sounds good to y'all or not. Bama versus Cincinnati, Clemson versus Florida, Ohio State versus Oklahoma, Notre Dame versus Texas A&M in an 18 playoff. No? Yes? Uh. I'll be completely honest. I mean, Cincinnati are a good story, but they can't play with Alabama. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. They, they can't. And, uh, you know, o- Oklahoma, you know, look, they can put up points. But who would they match up with in this scenario? Who would Oklahoma Ohio State match up Yeah. Ohio State would run them out of the stadium because uh, Oklahoma can't stop anybody. Yeah. They haven't been able to stop anybody in years. Uh, so I, I don't foresee that. The, the only matchup that would be intriguing would be, uh, in this case, Notre Dame and Texas A&M. That would, be the, yeah. that would be the most intriguing matchup. But outside of that, you would have three blowouts and in one game that Dang. would be, uh, would be a, a really good one. Devin, do you want to see an increase in teams? And I just leave it. Leave how it is. People say that you'd have just as many problems if you expand to eight. You know, it's it, – well, the, te- the problem that we're having with A&M right now not being – considered for number four is the same problem we would have, you know, Georgia not being considered for number eight. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're the number nine team in the country, there's probably more you could have done to, you know, solidify your spot in the top eight. Yeah. I would be for it, to be honest. I mean, I would much rather see eight teams and maybe 
maybe decrease the amount of games in the regular season, but, uh, but yeah, or we can just go back to the, the BCS. Yeah. Before we get into the bowl games, before we get into there, I want to give like a little quick rundown of how the, uh, our teams did. So UNC final rank, uh, 14, they, uh, were eight and three really good year for them. So, um, had a big win over Miami. Uh, I love seeing that. Um, Virginia Tech, five and six, uh, not going to a bowl game, opted out. UVA, five and five. Uh, I believe they're opted out as well. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest, four and four. They're going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl down in Charlotte. And uh, let's see, we got Duke, not a good year, two and nine. <laughs> and uh, we can't forget about the little guys. So, Sorry, Jake. Uh, Liberty. Uh, nine and one, ranked twenty third in the year. That's a really good year for them. And of course, um, Coastal. I think they, what their final rank was. Oh, was it? Were they eleven or what were they? Twelve, maybe. Uh, I think they were twelve and zero. Yeah, yeah, twelve and zero. So, um, good year and for NC, the little guys. But NC State went eight and three. Also, oh, they, my bad. You know what? I think it's but, just because. Uh, in UNC and Duke are so much bigger than NC State that they left out. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, NC State had a good year. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll throw one more Appalachian State. I don't know if oh, yeah, they care about them, but I think they went, I think, eight and three. They, they had a good year. So Yeah. I mean, I, good years from most of our teams, most of our area, um, except for Duke, Tech, and UVA. What do you think about Tech? Do you think they should keep Fuente? You think they need to get a, I mean, they're going to keep them. But what do you think? Something has to change for Tech. That's not that's uncharacteristic of, of Tech. He's losing his locker room. I mean, he's, Hendon Hooker is now in the transfer portal. I mean, yep. recruiting is not going well for these guys either. And that doesn't bode well when Carolina is recruiting like madmen. Yeah, the I mean, they had, what, Grimes from uh, – he was a top, what, top 10 recruit. Um, from yeah. I mean, they're just losing a bunch of guys from Virginia that I think they hit on more in – you know, in the past, but not as much recently, it seems like. It seems like more people are poaching around here. And, and speaking of Virginia, Carolina just landed, uh, I believe it was today or yesterday, um, Tyshawn Chapman, also the same high school uh, as Tony Grimes, and, and he's a high four-star. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. They're, they're locking down the Tidewater, that's for sure. Jake, what do you think about Fuente? You think they uh, – I mean, what, something got to change. What do they got to do? Well, you know, Fuente, I mean, where he's going wrong, Frank Beamer's stronghold for years and years was the Tidewater. That was his area. He recruited like none other. And it didn't matter who was at Carolina or Virginia. They weren't out recruiting him there. Um, and you, you, Mac's a good recruiter, but also you're forgetting Virginia's really turned things around, and they've recruited they, – they've been getting guys from there as well, and NC State's poaching in there. So, mm-hmm. um, look – it's one thing to lose, but I agree with Devin. If you have guys transferring, you got a problem. Yeah, that that to me says a lot. If you have guys walking, you got you got a problem. So uh, I, I don't know why the AD gave him a vote of confidence. I have no idea, um, and I, I don't know what it is. You know, there are some programs. You know, me being a Duke fan, I mean, look, I, I love the job that Cutcliffe has done, but I think I think the game has passed him at this point. Yes, yeah. he's on to his sixties. I. I, in all honesty, what I thought they should have done was uh, moved on from Cutcliffe and go after a coach that nobody's talking about. And the everybody in the SEC has passed on Bill Clark. I think Bill Clark would have taken a Duke job. So yeah. I, I think that's what they should have done. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but Virginia Tech, I, I think that a change is probably in order simply due to the fact that you have guys walking. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I was hoping – my hope was that they would uh, get rid of Fuente and then uh, they would take Todd Grantham as a head coach so we can get rid of him uh, as our defensive coach at Florida. But um, that didn't happen. But UVA, what, what was their five and five? It seemed like they were in the beginning. They had uh, had it rough and they kind of came back, but it kind of took that beating from Tech at the end of the year again. Well, you know, UVA, they weren't expected to do anything this year. I, I think the fact that they were at 500, I, I would think that would probably be, you know, the, the only thing that was dissatisfying this year was the fact that Tech took him to the woodshed. Yeah. That was the only thing I think dissatisfying to them this year. I mean, other than that, I, I think that most people thought they were going to win about three or four games. They ended up going 500. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that probably exceeded expectations. I think Mendenhall has done a really good job with that oh, yeah. program. 
so I, I, I think that if you're a UVA fan, I mean, you, you ended the year with a sour taste in your mouth, but if you look at it as a whole, eh, definitely not bad. Yeah. Especially after losing uh, Perkins. What was it? Perkins. Yeah. Bryce Perkins. I mean, I, I mean, look, they got they some good wins. over Carolina this year. Yeah, they did. They got a big one over Carolina. They, um, let's see, I, I believe. Uh, I believe they also beat Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. But t- talk about a program that's really in disarray right now, Florida State. I, I don't know. I'm happy about that. Do they, even, do they still have a football team? I, I, I don't think they'll I, I ever think play a game again. <laughs> I, I think they're in the same league as Hargrave now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, Liberty, 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 Liberty. Um, Hugh Freeze. What a job he's done there. I mean, yes. nine and one, great year last year too. Made a bowl game, won a bowl game. I think they went to the Cure Bowl. Um, this year they're nine and back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back this year. I, I hope Liberty can hang on. I would love for Liberty to be a big dog. You know, they like the yeah. or the Boise State in the East, but it's just I think Hugh Freeze. Maybe not this year. Maybe he'll wait with COVID going on. Maybe maybe next year he might be booking it unless Liberty can. Back up the uh, Frank stuff and oh, I know one school that's going to give him many calls, and that's Auburn. Yeah, All, Auburn is going to give Hugh Freeze a lot of calls, and they're going to throw a lot of money his way. <laughs> no, no doubt about it, because Hugh Freeze can recruit that area. Yeah, I mean, he got guys to go to Ole Miss that had no business going to Ole Miss. Now, how he got them there may be questionable, but <laughs> yeah. he 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 knew how to get guys there, and and uh, he was a thorn in Nick Saban's paw for a little while. Yeah, he was. He sure was. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, Auburn fans are all for that. And I, I was going to say that teams are probably going to make a lot of hires or fires right now with COVID. But uh, how much is Auburn paying uh, Gus? Like $20 million? $23 million? I think, I think it was $21 million to walk. Good yeah. gosh. Oh, God, yeah, I got to tell you. South Carolina. They, uh, Shane Beamer, yeah. right? Yeah. Former local boy. Um, well, What, what do y'all think about the Shane Beamer hire? Because everybody's talking about Chadwell, this Coastal Carolina get, coach going to uh, South Carolina, which would have been a fantastic hire. But, yeah. um, you know, I do wonder with with South Carolina because we've seen coaches' sons come in. That Last one I remember was Derek Dooley, who's Vince Dooley's boy, oh, going to Tennessee. Uh, yeah. That was not good. And uh, I'm sure Tennessee fans want to forget about him, but – I hope that Beamer doesn't, you know, for his sake, I hope he doesn't end up like that. You know, so I, I hope that he, um, you know, uh, does does better than, than he did. Mm-hmm. But the one downfall is he doesn't have any head coaching experience. So yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, South County, I mean, it's tough for South County. I mean, they're right with there with Florida and Georgia. Um, good recruiting, recruiting grounds down in South Carolina, down in the South, but – you still have to compete with Clemson. Yeah, I mean, you got Clemson in the state. You got Clemson, you got Georgia, Florida. It's it's tough. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a – I don't know how great of a job it is. I I, I mean, I think Shane's going to get in there and try to do some magic, maybe be there for a few years. Maybe he takes off to Tech or something like that. Who knows? Well, South Carolina, I mean, they've got some money in that program. Yeah. And they've got some resources. they got facilities. But, you know – it's weird. I, you look at a, their programs, look at their basketball program, look at their football program. They've got facilities. They've got the fan base. Yeah. You know, basketball, they were a one-year wonder. <laughs> made it to the Final Four. Yep. Duke, uh, other, they did. <laughs> I remember Thank Jake you, had some word, choice words about that. He's like, we're playing, out, playing the way game. Uh, are you, <laughs> well, no, I, I, got, I, I got my own opinion about the way Duke showed up in that game and the way that and the great Olay defense they played, but, um, but that, that's beside the point. Oh, yeah, my point, is. my point is that that particular year, I mean, what, what did South Carolina do after that year? Yeah. Nothing, nothing. And for football, the only guy that had some semi-consistent success was Spurrier. Yeah. I think he had like three, like four years in a row where he won 10 games. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, had it not been for Florida, he probably would have gone to a few more SEC championships, <laughs> but that, that's just the way it goes. I mean, yeah. you know, but so you can win there, but you got to remember at that time, Clemson was not the juggernaut. It was, it was right after that that Clemson became a juggernaut. Georgia kind of hit or miss. 
Yeah. Really, the only the only area team in the area that he had to recruit with was Florida. I mean, in terms of the East Coast. So, uh, you know, I. But now, Clemson's a juggernaut. Carolina's playing well. Yes. And, and, and Max recruiting well there. N- NC State, they're going to grab a few recruits here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, Kirby Kirby Smart's an excellent recruiter. And and Dan Mullen's recruiting well at Georgia. So, what does that Whoa. mean for – You say that. Yeah, at, Florida. At, at Florida. My mistake. Wow. <laughs> Jay, I'm going to come I'm, through the screen and get you, man. <laughs> I, I misspoke. That's my bad. You're good. I'm just um, but but my point is, is you have some programs that have really risen up over the last six, eight years. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be hard. I think that the hardest part for South Carolina is the fact they're in the same state as Clemson. That's going to be the hardest part. Um, let's see. Recruiting. Let's talk about recruiting real quick. Just, just real quick. We had recruiting uh, all the early signing period. Um, was that Wednesday? UNC, 14. I'm seeing UVA was 29. Um, NC State thirty-one. I'm trying to find Tech. I don't. Tech is way back. Tech was forty-four. I mean, that could be average for them. I don't think that's average for them. I think they're usually top twenty-five. Would I think they are? Yeah, that that's well below average. And they were sixtieth um, over the summer. So, Devin, what's what did uh, how did Carolina do? Good. Signed uh, eighteen guys. I want to say um, in the twenty twenty-one class in North Carolina was probably the best class the state has ever seen. I mean, and and Carolina was able to get really good guys. I mean, Drake May, who was committed to Alabama, brother of Luke May, they were able to get him. I mean, Keyshawn Silver, mm-hmm. I, I think he's the number one player in the state, and he's a top 20 recruit, according to ESPN, I want to say, five-star and Carolina's locking the state down. I mean, Mac wanted to build a fence around the state, and that's what he's done. Duke was uh, 56. Um, well, I don't know how accurate that is. They had a bunch of guys flip. But Cutcliffe, Cut- Cutcliffe has made some major errors in recruiting because yeah. um, he needed to – because he was recruiting North Carolina really well. And I-, I-, I don't know if he gave up on a lot of North Carolina after Matt came out. I don't know what it was. But he seems to have kind of lost his touch with a lot of guys because he got a lot of guys out of Charlotte area. Yeah. And now he's not he's not getting as many guys. And granted, a lot of them are going to Carolina, or and those who aren't going to Carolina are going to NC State. Mm-hmm. But he's just not he, he's he's just not recruiting like he used to. And he had several guys. He had one guy that flipped to Alabama. He had another guy that flipped to. I think West Virginia or Ohio State, one of those two. So, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I'll just let that speak for itself. Yeah. So. Well, okay, we can uh, let's get into the bowl game. So, as we said, UVA and Tech opted out um, with COVID and going on, and just you know, those kind of seasons. Do you want to keep playing? You know, you've been away from your family, so they opted out. Um, but UNC uh, taking on Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl. Down in uh, Miami. Uh, what do y'all think about that game, Devin? Man. Wait, who, who did you say they are taking on? Oh, Texas I thought you said they were taking on Miami. I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me just say, I saw Larry Fedora win five games during my two years at Carolina. And this is year two for Mac Brown, and we're in a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean... I don't know what more you could you could ask for at this point if you're a Carolina fan. And and, and they seem to be peaking at the right time. Yeah. With that win over Miami last week. Um, I mean, the running backs are going all over Miami. Oh, right. my gosh. I'd love to see it. Javante Williams, he, he should be considered for the Heisman. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that it'll be a good game. Um, two pretty good offenses. Uh Texas A&M def- Texas A&M's defense is a lot better than Carolina's. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. But it'll be good exposure for Carolina, that's for sure. And then we have so we have Oregon, Iowa State, Fiesta. We have Cincinnati versus Georgia in the Peach Bowl. We have Oklahoma versus my boys, the Gators, Florida Gators in the Cotton Bowl. We have Liberty versus Coastal um, in the Cure Bowl. So that should be a good one for our, for our local teams. 
And we have Wake and uh, Wisconsin in the Duke Mayo Mayo Bowl, Homo Milk Bowl in Charlotte. Um, what game interests you guys the most? I mean, I'm definitely going to say UNC, but any of those games uh, you want to see, Jake? Two that stick out to me. I, I'm really intrigued by that Florida Oklahoma game. Yep. And first of 50s, you're going to have to score 50 points to win that game. Yep. Uh, but I, I think that's a. I think I, th- I think that's a fun matchup. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think the um, uh, Liberty Coastal Carolina. I, I think that they both. I think they both feel kind of shafted that they're both yeah. left in that game and they're, they're not playing higher rated opponents. So I think both of them are going to come out and play with a chip on their shoulder. But I, I think that game's going to be interesting. Um, and you know, I, I'm also curious to see. There's a game out out west, Miami and Oklahoma State. I think that game would be interesting. And the reason why Oklahoma State's mm. defense this year was actually a lot better than I've seen it. Yep. Now, and I know that because they stole Duke's defensive coordinator, who was actually worth, was actually worth something, Jim Knowles, and was actually doing really well with that defense. Um, so I, I'm actually intrigued to watch that game too. Uh, but I would say outside of the, uh, the playoff games, I'd probably say, um, you know, uh, Oklahoma, Florida. And in terms of A&M and Carolina, I think the biggest, um, you know, big, the, the biggest mystery to me is going to be this. Because um, Carolina, I think that they're going to have to look very carefully what they did against Notre Dame. Because mm-hmm. Texas A&M is going to bring a very similar philosophy. And, you know, and in terms of somebody that can match in terms of coaching experience, J- Jimbo can go toe-to-toe with Mac. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm curious to see um, Carolina's defense will have to be better in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've got to be. They they have to be better. They can't expect to win a game fifty to forty five. They they just can't expect <laughs> to do that with A and M. Having said that, I don't think A and M wants to play at that pace. They they want it to be a little bit more reasonable of a score. So I, I'm very curious to see how. Uh, Carolina's defense does because we, we know their offense is going to be ready to play. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, I think A&M may be the toughest defense I see this year. And I should say this for Devin, yeah. you get to say what you want to say, but um, I keep forgetting about them. I don't know why I keep doing this, but uh, NC State playing Kentucky in the uh, Gator Bowl. Uh, everybody who's an NC State fan listening to this is going to be pretty mad at me, but if you want me to come to the game you want to yell at me, let me know. Give me a ticket. I'll be here in Jacksonville. So, um, <laughs> my way in but also we have liberty the liberty bowl we have west virginia and tennessee um and then yeah of course we have wake forest and wisconsin uh devin any other games that excite you i mean just like jake said florida and oklahoma carolina and a&m there's i mean liberty and and coast carolina will also be a good game but for the as far as the new year's six bowls um i don't uh, georgia will probably destroy cincinnati um JT Daniels back, uh, Iowa State and Oregon. That game just doesn't even interest me. I mean, three loss Iowa State versus a team who shouldn't even been playing for the conference championship. Uh, Clemson. Washington plus play, and then they came yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, Clemson will beat Ohio State. Uh, Alabama will beat Notre Dame like they did in 2012. So, I mean – We'll see. We'll see. There could be some good games. Iowa State and Oregon could be a good game. It's just not one that interests me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm just biased against Georgia, but I think with Cincinnati's <laughs> D, maybe they can hang in there for a little bit. We'll see. It might be more if they can score. I know Georgia has, still has a good defense, um, even though Florida and Bam ran through them. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that Liberty Coastal game. I think it would be interesting to see. Um, definitely UNC, Texas A&M. Uh, definitely my boys in Oklahoma. Um, so be, we have some good games this, this year. It's not, not as many with COVID and uh, opting out, but we still have a good slate. I mean, we even have bowl games tomorrow. There's a game tomorrow, two on Tuesday, and there's like two on Wednesday. So um, not much time after your your final game. Like Florida just played last night, and they have a game 10 days from now for a bowl game. So it's like uh, it's yeah. just a different time. Um, are we got any – any final thoughts on uh, how this year went? Anything you would change? Um, I, th- I just want to say something real quick. I think I, sh- I think I think ACC, Big Twelve, and SEC kind of got it right. 
Um, they all stuck together and said, we're going to play. But I think looking back, they should have just started on time mm-hmm. and built in more buys. Like, why would you not play, say, play 10 games uh, starting in August? And then you have, a, like, have like, like four bye weeks that built in there. So, like, you have more time. I think everyone kind of didn't know what to do, even though they had so much time to think about it. I think they should have started on time, built in all these bye weeks. So if we do miss something, you can reschedule it, whatever. Um, but I think big, the Big Ten and Pac-12, they just – they handled it – did not handle it well at all. Um, and you can see that's why we're having so many – from this conversation now is playing six games and you're in a bowl game. Like, um, there's some teams out there who played 11, 12 games, you know, or 10, 11 games. So um, it was doable, but it is what it is. Any thoughts? Well, to your point, the ACC, Big 12, and SEC did get it right. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten got it wrong. Yeah. I mean, flat out. Let, let's not be around the bush. They got it wrong. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, in particular, the Pac-12, they, they get an F because they have some teams that only played four games. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, are the guys there to play or not? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? If not, then send everybody home. If they are, play. I mean, let, let's not do this thing where it's like, oh, we'll start November 1st. No, that, 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 go play. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you got a guy test positive, he sits out. Anybody he came in contact with sits out. But then next guy up. Yeah. yeah. Man, come on. Let's play. I agree. Devin? Yeah, I think that, I mean, if US, if USC doesn't lose to Oregon, you know, it's the pack and, and they're undefeated and – it's the Pac-12's fault that they're, you know, not able to get in. You can't expect to get into the playoff with, you know, five or six games unless you're Ohio State, I guess. But even the Big Big Ten had to change their rules around. I mean, Ohio yes. State wasn't even going to be allowed to to go to the Big Ten championship. You know, playing only what five games or is that, is that what it was? Five? They're six and zero now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're six and zero now. I mean, they almost they almost screwed the pooch on this. They almost did. We have what are we going? Are we going Bama, Clemson for the next championship? I mean, I think we all agree Bama's on destroy Notre Dame, Clemson over Ohio State. You agree? I, I agree with that, yeah. I, and I think it would be Alabama and, and Clemson. Who you guys? Um, who you think wins that game between Bama and Clemson? I I think Alabama has an edge this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I you know last time they played, Clemson absolutely murdered them. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I've ever seen Nick Saban have a look on the sideline of I, I, I got beat. Yeah. Like he he had that look of I I I've thrown everything I've got at this guy, and he is with me in the next week. So I, I think that um, you're going to see, I think you're going to see an Alabama team that's a lot better. Devin, who you got? I'll just say not so fast, Jake. Florida laid the recipe. Down I'm going, for, I'm, for Clemson I'm, last night. Listen to this man. I, I'm kind of agreeing with him on this. I think I, because I go. because Kyle Trask ran for two. Kyle Trask of all people ran for two touchdowns against Alabama, and he has not been a very effective runner this year. And did you see Trevor Lawrence pulling away from Notre Dame's? I mean, their defense. I mean, he was he was running through tacklers. He was running by tacklers. I, and and Clemson has a competent defense, unlike Florida. If that was Clemson playing Alabama last night, Clemson would have won because they just have they have a better defense and and, and a better offense than, than Florida. I feel like, but uh, I take Clemson. I take I'm Clemson. A, I agree with Devin. I, I would take Clemson just for I think they're peaking at the right time. They've got everybody back. That defense is going to be better than Florida. Uh, I don't think their offense is as good as Florida. I think they can do different things, but. Um, Probably a different different kind of offense, but I think it'd be a great game, nevertheless. I think that it'd be another high scoring affair like they did a couple of years ago. I think Clemson squeaks on squeak them out. Yes, they squeak it out. Um yeah, Jake, you, you, you wanted to say anything else about that? You got me. Uh, no, I what one thing I do agree with, um, Clemson's defense will be a whole different animal as compared to Florida. I, I agree with that. Um I, I do think that um, this game will be a, a chess match mm-hmm. uh, between between Saban and Sweeney. Now, 
had you asked me this early on in the season when Alabama's defense was pitiful, oh. I would say Clemson's going to run right through them. However, their defense has played better and better as years gone on. And, you know, in all honesty, up until the Florida game, their their defense looks stellar. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that you're going to see – I think Nick Saban gets that corrected. Um, and I, I don't know – I wouldn't say it's an element of surprise, but I don't know if they expected Florida to play as well as they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then again, I think they know what to expect out of Clemson. Yeah, these these two they know each other. Yep. So I I, I don't know. I, I kind of am taking that into consideration, and um, you know, I mean, and this is you know, we can call this like the Lakers Celtics, you know, kind of rivalry. <laughs> but I mean, um. I think right now Alabama's a little bit more complete, mm-hmm. but it's not by much. Yeah. And before we head off for tonight for this in this podcast, let's let's give a brief little basketball update. This is probably the best time of the year, I think, with the bowl games going on and all the uh, the non-conference basketball games, all the little tournaments and stuff like that. Um, oh, before we get into that, though, like uh, Devin wanted to speak about this. Um, I guess it was two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. Uh, Keontae Johnson – uh, Ford from Florida um, was playing a heck of a game uh, the first couple minutes against Florida State and uh, at a timeout he just you know just passed out and fell on the floor in a really really scary moment um, you know weren't sure what's going on and it was in critical but stable condition I believe they had a uh, induced a coma um, that's all we knew for a few hours it was really 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 scary and um, fortunately um, throughout the week he has gotten better, better signs. And uh, we kind of saw, you know, over the weekend of him saying, you know, uh, you know, video messaging everybody and uh, dancing with the, uh, with the boys on the, uh, at the hospital. So it's really good to see that. I know Devin uh, was really worried about, worried about him. You actually met him uh, a few years ago at the Floyd uh, Chance, Harmon, Chance Harmon Classic. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a scary situation. I mean, that was something that, that weighed on my mind a lot, you know, I'm, I had a chance to meet Keontae, like you said, uh, and and the funny story is, uh, I was sitting courtside at the Chance Harmon Classic, and he's uh, he's taking the ball out right in front of me, and uh, before the ref hands him the ball, I say, and I, I kind of like nudge him, I guess, or say, "Hey, Keontae," and uh, he turns around, and I say, "Do you mind if I get a picture after the game?" And he he just laughed in the middle of the game. <laughs> said sure, and uh, and then. In the, wow. of the game, in the middle of the game, I'm not uh, surprised by game, that. I, I can, <laughs> I totally can see you doing that. But. I mean, Jake, a funny story about that. Devin, uh, during, during the middle of another game, got the uh, whole GW boys like JV basketball team's autograph during the middle of a game. Where does that random like the game when he was like eight years old and was like going up to all players on the bench like during the middle of a game? You were eight. I was probably four or five, Jake. I think eight is generous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, Keontae, like, he's a local guy, not local guy, but he's a Virginia guy. He's um, from the beach area, played at Oak Hill. Um, so we're kind of, kind of good to see that. Um, how are we doing, guys? How are we doing? How's our, how's our team doing? I mean, Devin, what's UNT, what, four and two, five and two? Five and two. Um, nice. Huge win over Kentucky yesterday. And, and I say huge because – Kentucky is nowhere near as bad as their record what are they, one and five? indicate. Yeah, one and five. But I mean, that's I mean, that's a team with a lot of talent. I just feel like they haven't gelled together this year for whatever reason. COVID, I guess. But uh, I think Carolina showed that they have maybe not the most talented backcourt, but I mean, you you might be able to say that. But they definitely have the deepest backcourt um, with uh, or front court, excuse me, with. Uh, Walker Kessler, Armando Bicot, Garrison Brooks, preseason ACC Player of the Year, um, and Dayron Sharp, and and they fouled out two or three of Kentucky's bigs yesterday. Terrence Clark fouled out. I mean, Carolina, they they show they they're young. They turn the ball over a lot, but uh, but they're showing a lot of a lot of fight. That's for sure. Before we get into Duke, Jake, how how was uh 
how are other teams doing? How's how's UVA, how's Liberty, Tech, and we got some uh, updates on them. I think Liberty, you know, I haven't followed them too closely, but um, I think that if I recall, I think they've lost one game, and I think it was somebody in the SEC. I think they they should be good like they have been the last couple of years. I don't know if they're going to win, you know, 30 games again, but uh, they sh- they should be very competitive. I think they yeah. moved to the uh, – um, they're, they're in the A-Sun this year, and the team that was giving them issues, uh, Belmont, has changed conferences. So um, a little bit of breathing room for them. Yeah. Uh, Appalachian State – they're improving. They're, you know, they they're much bigger on football than they are basketball. Yeah. Um, UNCG, a little bit of a step back this year. Um, they lost to, um, I think it was the high point. I, I, I'll look it up here in a second. But they're not they're they're not what they once were. Um, I think they've got a lot of youth on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Let's see here. When is their next game? I think yeah, I think it's like Liberty's seven and three, UNCG. Um, do you have anything on how's UVA doing? UVA has a big game with uh, Gonzaga next week. They're seventeen, I believe. What was, how are they doing this year? Three and one. Uh, who did who did they? They lost to somebody who they should have beat. Um, who, do y'all remember who that? Was? You're talking about Gonzaga? No, UVA. Oh, San Francisco. Yeah, that. Yeah, I remember watching that game, and quite honestly, UVA. Look, if you follow UVA under Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett's an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. He can teach anybody how to play defense, but periodically he has guys that have brain lapses on how to play offense, <laughs> and that's what happened in this game because late in that game, San Francisco, you know, they they got a couple shots and they just. You know, and they just got a little confidence what it was. And they ended the game on something like a 15 to five run or something like that. So, uh, so that, that's, that's why they lost that game. They had a chance to win at the end, but didn't get it, but didn't get it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and just one other side note, UNCG right now, they're, they're three and two, uh, four and two, excuse okay. me. They lost, they lost to Duquesne and Coppin State. And, and uh, now, same. Little uh, the UNC guy's still there, right? Uh, what's the name? Uh, who's that coach? Uh, West Miller. West Miller. Miller. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I have a feeling if he has another year, like if he can make the tournament or something like that, he may be going to a bigger school. But yeah, um, he's done a really good job with the program. Yeah. But um, uh, now, um, but going back to Virginia, I think that uh, if they have guys that can give them some consistent scoring. They're a really good team, but if they don't have that consistent scoring, then they could struggle. Mm-hmm. And then a bigger mystery to me was uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, mm-hmm. You beat Villanova, and then Penn State comes into your house and beats you by 20. Yep. I don't – I don't. I just don't know what to make of these guys yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, just a couple other ones. VCU 6-2, and two, Richmond 6-1, and one, uh, BT 6-1. and Wake's uh, only played two games. They're 2-0. and oh. uh, Let's see. We got NC State. I want to forget about them. Everyone's be pissed off at me. Uh, they're four and one. Um, Clemson's five and one. Uh, UNC five and two. Right. Um, and Duke. Duke's three and two. Jake, tell us. Tell us about that. What's going on there? Well, um, the first the first couple of games. I mean, the first four games. You you saw a team that had not played together much at all. I mean, none at all. I mean, when I watched them play Coppin State, first of all, those of you who are old school ACC fans, it was so weird to see Juan Dixon on the sidelines as a head coach. Um, Maryland boy. And, and if there was anybody that was going to be confident going into Cameron Indoor Stadium, I think it was probably going to be Juan Dixon. Yeah. But, um, but Duke, they turned the ball over a lot. They didn't get consistent guard play. Uh, and they relied mostly on Matthew Hurt. The the one guy that's been consistently good to, for Duke all throughout the season so far has been Matthew Hurt. Hurt's been terrific. He's been all, all ACC level. And then when they played Michigan State, when they played Illinois, Michigan State, they played against a team that was far more physical, that rebounded the ball well, and then turned the ball over. And when, and when you gave them free possessions, they made you pay. Illinois, they have some great athletes. They've got oh, a couple yeah. guys. They, they got a couple guys. They got a guard and a and a big guy that are first-round NBA talent. 
And quite honestly, Illinois, they were ready to go, and they ran mm -hmm. us out of the arena. Yeah. Now, uh, they may have turned the corner against Notre Dame. And now Notre Dame was coming off that win over Kentucky. But what you saw, there was something different. Two things I saw different in that game. Number one, they took care of the basketball. They didn't turn the ball over like they had been in the previous games. They didn't have double-digit turnovers, number one. Number two, they got far more consistent play from their guards. Their guards, um, you know, Stewart played well. Um, for instance, Roach played well. And I got to tell you, the upside on Roach, he's got perfect shooting form. He's got cr great court vision. Um, he is a poor man's Jason Williams. Uh, so th 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 there's some talent there. But then again, I, I think one area I thought was a mistake, and a lot of people disagree with me on this, I think it's a mistake to cancel those non-conference games against Elon Charleston Southern. I think that's a mistake because yeah. these guys need the reps and they need they need to be in in-game situations and they, they desperately need that, especially around the corner. I mean, the ACC they're not is not as strong as as we're used as used to it being, but they definitely need it. So I, I think they turned the corner against Notre Dame, but we'll see. If they can keep the turnovers down and get good play out of their guards, I think that would make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Jalen Johnson was hurt in his last game, but Johnson, Johnson's been hit or miss so far. His upside is tremendous. Mm -hmm. He's got tremendous upside. But um, against Illinois and Michigan State, he got in foul trouble. So he's basically a non-factor in those games. Mm -hmm. So we got to figure out, can he stay on the floor or not? Okay. All right. No, I'll go ahead, Dan. Let me. I'll just ask Jake. Uh, well, speaking of, of Roach, by the way, he's a he's a Virginia guy, so uh, he is from Paul the Sixth. Uh, but uh, Duke, I mean, is is it their front court, Jake? Is it their back court? Is it just because they're young? I mean, I, I I would say I would say youth. I mean, there's talent there. I mean, they they they've got a, a center that's seven foot, Mark Williams. Oh, yeah. I mean, now Williams, he reminds you he reminds you a lot of Greg Oden. He can't. He doesn't look mobile at all, but he's a great rim protector, great finisher, great rebounder, great shot blocker. He is, but um, that's he's limited to the paint strictly. Um, he he's not going to get more than ten or twelve feet from the basket. Just not going to happen. But it, it's definitely youth, and the fact that uh, during COVID, uh, I, I I don't know how much they really practice together. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the limitations were on practice times. I guess I guess we could find out from somebody that's that's in the business, but uh, I'm not sure how much practice time they got in comparison to what they could usually get or when they started or how often they could practice and how much interaction you could have. Because, you know, anybody that has gotten, you know, and I've I've actually been able to observe Coach K run practice like situations a couple of times at Cameron. Whether or not it's supposed to be there is a different story, but, um, but he's very he's very hands on. His staff is very hands on. Mm -hmm. So with COVID, the fact you gotta stay six feet and you're constantly having to you know think I have to stand way back here. How much does that factor in? How much of that does that really impede your ability to teach and coach? I don't know. And I imagine Roy faced the same thing at Carolina. I mean, I imagine Roy, you know. To this day, I still don't believe that he doesn't do rebounding drills. I just don't believe it. <laughs> but um, and I, I think probably Cal Perry's the same way. You know, yeah. Kentucky, I mean, I think Kentucky, a lot of it is youth because they've got talent. Yeah. But, you know, they just haven't had the opportunity to get reps in. Yeah. And uh, just a few more. ODU, JMU, both three and two. Uh, Radford, three and five. Um, uh, Averitt University down in Danville. They don't start till uh, mid January. It was like January 26th, mm. their first game. And then um, those of you people are recruiting in basketball or just like um, Hargreaves Military Academy, uh, the post grad team, they're already 12 0. They've already played 12 games. So I was looking at their schedule. Um, they've already playing, gotten, well, maybe when COVID is uh, kind of calmed down, maybe we can go out there and see them play again. They have a nice gym. Uh, it's already nice to see a game out there. Um, yes, again. Episode zero, um, college football, playoffs, bowl games, 
a uh, little brief snippet on uh, college basketball. I think next week we'll probably dive more into uh, to college basketball, get some more uh, information on how how our teams are doing, and um, we also talk about how the uh, how the bowl games go. We'll uh, we'll, be, we'll have a few games underneath our belts. Um, Devin, where can they find us on uh, on Twitter? Where can our fans get us? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, GFTS Podcast. Um, I, I don't know if we have a YouTube or are we doing YouTube or what is on YouTube. I mean, we might do. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll do. Uh, we'll get Twitter and uh, we have a we have our page on Facebook. Uh, all three of us uh, kind of run that, so we'll be adding people and uh, uploading our podcast uh, to both places, and uh, we'll be on. Uh, Spotify and you know, uh, iTunes, Apple, Apple people. Uh, got my Sam, Samsung Galaxy. I do. I'll stick to uh, Spotify. But um, good first, good first episode. And uh, again, we'll be uh, hopefully have about once a week. We'll have our pods up. You know, talking about the sports scene uh, on the local level, but also on the national level. So we're going to be uh, having a good time. Uh, hang out with us, and uh, we look forward to interacting with you guys.